Hi, I'm Stephanie Detlefs, writer and book coach, and this is the Hello Writers Podcast. Each week, I give you one practical strategy or a concept to apply to writing your novel. Welcome. Hello, writers. I just finished reading a really fun middle grade novel called Two Night Owl from Dogfish by Holly Goldberg Sloan and Meg Wolitzer. While this book had been on my radar for a while, it was published back in 2019, I just hadn't picked it up yet. But because my work in progress is going to rely heavily on the voices of the three narrators, my book coach Julie suggested that I read it as a great example of character voice. Just for the record, this book is great. If you have a young reader in your life or just love to read books for kids yourself, I highly recommend this one. I'll put a link in the show notes. But back to my story. When Julie recommended that I read this book, I immediately made a plan for how to go about it. Because it's middle grade, meant for readers ages 8 to 12, I knew it would be a fast read, so I would read it twice. The first time, I would read it just to experience the story. The second read-through would be a study session focused on how the two authors made each voice so specific and unique to the individual characters. Today, I want to talk about what it means to study a book for certain structural elements or devices that the author used effectively. Since I finished reading from Night Owl to Dogfish for fun, and I'm about to dive into the study of it, I thought I could use it to illustrate what I'm suggesting that you try to. The good news is that since hopefully you're already an avid reader, you'll likely have an entire backlist of books that you've read and enjoyed. And I want to say clearly here at the beginning that there is no one best book to study for any one particular strategy that a writer might use. In other words, I could have chosen any number of books to study for how the writer developed a strong voice besides Two Night Owl from Dogfish, but it's the one that I've chosen. So let's back up for a moment. There are three types of reading that a writer should do. One is reading for pleasure, which I strongly encourage you do on a regular basis. The second is reading how-to books or instructional books on the ins and outs of craft or publishing or the writing life. How often you do that and which ones you do is entirely up to you. Today, we're going to be talking about the third type of reading that every writer should do when they set out to write a new piece of work, and that is what we call, in the world of education, mentor texts. Now, in job or school settings, a mentor is someone who is doing the work you want to be doing, and you learn by watching them, talking with them about it, and shadowing them. Mentor texts are essentially the same thing. They are pieces of writing similar in genre and structure to what you want to create, which you study to understand particular moves that the writer made. When I was teaching elementary school writers, mentor texts were part of nearly every lesson. I would pull a passage out of a book and we would read it together. I would point out where the writer did something which the students were learning to do in their own writing. Then we'd practice together with a collaborative piece of writing before I sent them off to try it on their own. 
Today, I want to share a grown-up way to use mentor text with your own writing, and then send you off to try it with your own. So let's get started. There are six steps to this process. Step one is to decide on one skill, strategy, structural element, or device that you want to improve on or utilize in your current work in progress. It's important to just pick one. It's tempting to say, I loved To Night Owl from Dogfish, so I'm going to study it to see how the authors did everything. First of all, no, that is too much to take on. It's just too much for your brain to categorize. You'll bounce from topic to topic, looking at dialogue on this page and sentence structure on that page and character development here and plot development there. However, if you look at a mentor text through a single lens, you'll be able to focus on how exactly the author is doing that one thing throughout the book. It doesn't mean that you won't work on the other things in your writing, of course, nor does it mean that you can't make another pass at the same mentor text through a different lens later. All it means is that now, for right now, you are picking one thing to study in this book. So step one is to choose what you're going to study. Step two is to choose the mentor text. Again, you probably have a long list of possible options, but I'd like to give you some ways to narrow it down. Choose a book that is in the same genre as yours with a similar target audience. Depending on what it is that you want to study, you might consider things like length or how much time passes in the book. Get as close to your own story as you can while still choosing a book that you know is well-written. If you can't find one that fits the bill, reach out to your reading and writing community. You might say something like, I'm looking for a great contemporary romance novel where the author used a lot of humor. Or I'm looking for a short story set during the gold rush with great setting descriptions. So step one is to decide what you're going to study. Step two is to choose the mentor text. Step three is to read it all the way through if you haven't already. If it's long, then at least scan it. This is important. If you don't already have a sense of the story, your brain is going to be focused on what happens next as a reader rather than what the author is doing behind the curtain, which is what you want to study. So after you've read it through once, remind yourself about step one, which skill or strategy are you looking for? Write it on a sticky note and use the sticky note as a bookmark or stick it on your ebook reader. Again, your brain is going to want to look at everything. So it's important to use these little tricks to remind it to stay focused throughout the process. Step five, then, is to decide how you are going to notate what you find. Will you highlight passages, then go back and dissect them? Will you take notes? Will you write in the margins? It's important to have a plan for how you are going to process the observations you make. Otherwise, chances are really good that you're going to forget them. Also, in my experience, writing them down in some form helps me synthesize what I'm seeing and turn it into something practical that I can use as a resource while I work on my book. Let me give you a quick example of this one from my own process. 
Like I said, I'm going to study to Night Owl from Dogfish for how the authors develop the voices of the two preteen narrators, as that's something I need to be able to do effectively in my work in progress. I'm planning to go through and write down examples of things that I see in a list that I can add to later as I write and brainstorm. One thing I've noticed already is that one of the girls who's a little more impulsive visually emphasizes some words in all capital letters, while the other one, who's a little more anxious and reserved, speaks in long, wordy sentences that are clearly well thought out. So on my list, I'll write down all caps for intensity and longer sentences for thoughtfulness. See how that works? Once you've got your plan for how you're going to take notes, step six is to just get to it. Set aside time to study your mentor text. A little bit every day is ideal until you've completed your study. Keep your note-taking tools and mentor text together. Mindfully make this part of the research you need to do for your work in progress. Now, I have to be honest here, I usually only study one mentor text with each new piece of work, at most. I don't do it with every piece I write. But when I do it, it's a really, really powerful experience. And I know you will find it the same. So let's go through those six steps again. Step one is to choose the skill, strategy, or structure that you want to study. Step two is to choose the mentor text. Step three is to read or scan the story if it's new to you. Step four is to remind yourself what you plan to study and put a reminder where you can see it at all times. Step five is to make a plan for how to keep track of what you discover. And step six is to structure your time to allow for this work on a consistent basis. Writers, using a mentor text is an amazing way to grow your writing craft while learning from those who have paved the way for you. It's not cheating or copying or anything of the sort. It's learning from a mentor. And that is a powerful thing. I'll talk to you next week. Hey there, writer. Are you thinking about writing a novel, but you're just not sure where to start? Or maybe you've started and gotten stuck? Well, I've got a quick quiz that will help you zero in on your best next step and kickstart your process with practical, actionable strategies. You can find it at hellowriters.net slash quiz. It only takes a couple of minutes to complete, and you'll be glad that you did. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Happy writing!